You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Proving grounds and spend a couple days down there. The mic uh, amp wasn't on. I don't know how much of that all they heard, but they were probably... I bet they didn't hear much, so we'll talk about it again. I'm Mike. (laughs) I'm Kevin. And we're here to try and talk to people. And since the mic amp is on now, maybe you can hear us. (laughs) (laughs) I had something in the way of the monitor. And and we messed up. Okay. Okay, Anyway, um, I'm headed to Texas tomorrow. Spend some time down there at Continental Proving Grounds. Yep. Uh, Kevin's going to hang around here and try to keep the office from burning down. Right. Why would it burn down? Um, probably my soldering iron. Your soldering iron. That would do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you have questions or comments for us about tire wear and handling issues, push one on your telephone. That'll put you up in the question queue, and we'll know you have something to say. Uh, don't push it twice. You erase yourself from the universe, and that's not a good thing to have happen. Do we have anything new and exciting to tell people about? Anything new and exciting. Or exciting. Or exciting? Yeah, either one. Anything exciting? Um, no. My daughter won second place in the soccer tournament. In the uh, the Target Cup here and got a medal. Wonderful. Fourteen years old. Fourteen years. <gasps> <gasps> the things we do for our kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on to other stuff. <laughs> okay. We have a couple of three questions up here. The first one is from the four two three area code. Right. Any guesses? California. Oh, you're going to be a California guy today, huh? <laughs> All right. Valley of the Dolls. Uh, no, that's Tennessee. Tennessee. Is he in Tennessee? Uh, he is not because it's so narrow when you drive north or south. You just you could be out of it real quick, yeah. But if you went east or west, you'd be there a long time. It takes a little while that way. Okay. I'm going to guess he's still at home. Let's okay. find out. Well, I think he went north or south. Hello, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not in Tennessee. I'm not, not in Tennessee. I'm in Ohio. Or, yeah, I'm in Indiana getting ready to cross into Ohio. Got it. Okay. Uh, All right. We understand that. I have a that. question uh, re- regarding there? tires. Are you, are you driving in the rain? No. You're driving no rain, in the rain here no? right now. Okay. No. All right. Very good. Glad to hear it. All right. Question about tires. Yeah. All right. They're round, yeah. um, they're run, black, and they're yeah. dirty. <laughs> Well, I tried reinventing the wheel. That didn't work. I came up with the same wheel, so that didn't work. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, um, but uh, on I, I run uh, Michelin's and the X-Line, okay. and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm always grossed out pretty well. Uh, my yeah. steers, I run the uh, heavier fly, so it's 7,000-some-odd rating per tire. Right. How yeah. often should I rotate and also – my next question on rotation on the steers, they are directional, but I've been told after so many thousand, hundred thousand miles that you could, there, it doesn't matter if you put them the opposite way. Okay. All right. First of all, let's deal with the directionality. They are directional. When you first put them on the siping on the edge of each one of the ribs is leaning in one direction, which helps them resist the onset of a regular wear. Once you break the tire in, the tire hardens up and stiffens up, you can run it either direction. So it's about the compounding, is that? Oh, the tread design. It's it's the cuts in the sipe right on the edge of of each one. 
Oh, the whole rubber hardens up. Yeah, the, the heat and it. pressure harden up the rubber and toughen it. So in previous generations of these tires, the compounding was different. No, it was the same compound. But what they found is that by cutting these sipes at an angle, it helps them resist the regular wear while you're breaking the tire in. Cute. Okay, it's a design improvement. All right. All right. Now, the question is, how long do you have to do that? You do it 20, 25,000 miles, that tire's broke in. And at that point, you can rotate it. The official Michelin thing says when you get to half tread, you can run it either direction. It doesn't matter. Our experience is once you break it in, it's all right. Now, rotating tires. I tread depth my steer tires. And one front tire will always wear a little faster than the other. And if the alignment's set up the way I want, it's going to be the left front wearing slightly faster than the right front. So when the left front tire is 230 seconds more worn than the right front tire, that's time to unbutton the rim, switch them side to side, and run it until it reverses itself back the other way. As far as drive tires Hmm. go, the rear drive axle wears faster than the front drive axle. And when the rear drive axle is 430 seconds more worn than the front drive, that's when I X-rotate my drives. Well, I just, uh, I know I run 80 mile an hour across the Midwest. And like I said, I'm fully grossed all the time. Cool. I just uh, just bought new tires, bought this truck brand new uh, mm-hmm. last year. And I've got 251,000 miles on it uh, before I mm-hmm. traded the drive tires. Never did rotate the drive tires. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still had enough that they gave me casing on them. But uh, uh, if I had rotated them, would they have lasted much longer? Because I really only had one set that wore a little more than the other, and it wasn't that much more. Well, if you're getting that even of wear, then it's not worth rotating. Right. And the odds are the one that wore fastest was the right rear. That's exactly it, yes. Okay, yeah. When you take off, when you let the clutch out and you change, the truck twists, and the twist takes load off of the right rear, and it lets it spin just a little more, so that pair of tires tends to wear a little faster. Okay? I see. Okay. Yeah, so Perfect. that's fine. But if you were wearing them that evenly, then there's no justification to rotate them. There was only four thirty seconds difference between all of them and yeah. 251,000 miles. Yeah, then I wouldn't have rotated the tires. Well, yeah, they clearly didn't get to the point where rotating would have helped. Right. Well, now I get a, I got a really good guy that does unbelievably good alignments, and I get it done when it starts to pull any any direction whatsoever. I don't know if that is a tribute to it or what. Yeah, a little bit. What did you get out of your steer tires? Uh, I'm only getting about a hundred and twenty thousand miles on my steers, but I did not rotate them the first time, and. Uh, I had ran over a curb and never got a chance to get them uh, to get the alignment done in time, mm-hmm. and it just started wearing, and it just uh, no way to stop it once it started. Yeah. And which tire did that wearing? The right front. Did it do it the outside shoulder of it? Yes. Is this a Cascadia Freightliner? Yes. You need to count the number of turns on your steering wheel. If it turns more than two turns to the right, you're going into a 45-degree wheel cut. And when you cut out that far, the steering arm and the tie rod wobble, and you'll start cupping on the outside shoulder of the right front tire, and it eats it out. Yeah, when you said you hit a curve, 
I thought you meant that the wear you got was uh, in one spot on the tire. If you're wearing no, out the whole I, circumference of it. Well, I knew, uh, see, it, I have air air rides on the front, but yep. I knew whenever I had to drive over, I had I didn't hit it, I had to drive over it, and I was heavy, and I had to uh, climb up on it to, to make, uh, to get out of where I was. I was in a small area. That was the only way option I had. And yeah. afterwards, it it was pulling pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Well, I would still count the turns on the steering wheel because Freightliner Cascadia, with the short wheel cut they give, is notorious for eating the outside shoulder of the right front tire. Yeah, the the possibility so of the right that? pole. Adjust the steering stops either in the gearbox or on the axle, so the steering wheel will not go past two turns. Yep. We've also we've also had other suggestions, uh, such as tying a string to the steering column and the steering wheel, so that when it gets to the second turn, it stops. Yeah, rope. I'm not, I'm not like real that. excited about that one. Yeah, a bungee strap. Sometimes bungee that strap, was right, not right. not real good. No, never, never mind. <laughs> well. You know, if if they could only figure out a way to replace this nut behind the steering wheel, I, I I'll be uh, uh, I'll go to bed and let it work itself out. You know. I I have a wrench for the nut behind the wheel. A wrench. Yeah. yeah. If you can dodge a wrench. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it. Um, I run spread axle. Uh, yeah. I I found that the uh, closed shoulder. Uh, Michelin tire, I forget which number it is, but mm-hmm. where's the best so far? That do you know of any other that would be better? I, I have uh, auto inflation on the tires. On the trailer, on a spread axle, I don't know anything that is really going to wear right on a spread axle because they're not designed to turn a corner. <laughs> okay, right. so you're going to shred tires. Do you have a dump valve back there so you can take some load off of one axle? I do, but. It's a 53-footer flatbed, and yep. um, there's there's times that I'm grossed all the way to the back, and it just it, yeah. it doesn't it's not yeah. advantageous at yeah. all. But, it's, it's a uh, it's a it's a tough configuration I, to try and get tires to wear on. Yeah. Well, my I run uh, coast to coast, and I mm-hmm. don't do a whole lot of in, inner city driving, but I've I've just bought this trailer in November. I've got 140,000 miles, and I still got a lot of tread on. Good. Just well, keep doing what you're fun. doing, then. Yeah. All righty. Well, All Jeff, right, buddy. you guys like to counteract. You like to counteract. Beans? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we yeah. like them a lot. Works out just fine. Do you, rec- you recommend that or the uh, Centromatics better? Both of them are good. I I got no particular one way or the other. They both work great. They are both good dynamic balancers. Yep. Now the advantage of this of the Centromatic is it's a one-time purchase. Doesn't matter how many times you change the tires, you've got it. The Centromatic it's a right. less expensive purchase up front, but every time you change tires, you got to put some back in. Yeah, counteract is less. Right. Counteract, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, yep. Well, thank you very much. Bye. You have a great day. Bye bye. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. Very good. Those were good questions. So I that like was that. Tennessee, and yeah. he had to go. He left. Yeah. Well, when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. Now, this next one sounds familiar. Yeah. 256. 256. California. You think? Yeah. Pretty sure. You're pretty sure? There's a lot of area codes in Alabama. Alabama. And they just got flooded. They did. They did. This guy's going to ask how to get water out of his tires. Yes. That Or, or more air in so he can float. Or more air in. Yeah. Right. We'll right. balloon no. the tires. 
All right, and, let's find out. Well, the springs and hello, <laughs> hello Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> hello, fellas, it's me again, your friendly sweet home Alabama guy. All right. Uh, appreciate y'all taking the call. I am in uh-huh. Kentucky fixing to go into Illinois. I've left the ah. flood behind me. You go I've through got a Paducah? T6. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Going through Paducah? Uh, exactly. I'm at exit four right now. Yes, sir. I know where that is. I just drove through there a week and a half ago, coming back from Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, heck. Not That's even. where I picked this load up at was out of Atlanta. There you go. That was the load I got rid of. That? Okay. (laughs) All right. I've got a 07 T600. I've got Yokohama's uh, 517s on here. Okay. I rotated them at 55,000 miles. I had, and I rotated them in an X. I had one tire that was wearing on the inside. Really bad compared to the others. I had them uh-huh. rotated. I had the uh, front end lined up. I had all my bearings checked. They were fine. The alignment was fine. Uh, Saturday, the Yokohama tire representative uh, came out and looked at the tires. He's dumbfounded. He mm-hmm. thinks maybe they mismounted them at his shop would be the only thing. But we got to looking at that, and he said, no. Nope. He said, they look like. He said, well, he said, they're only... Uh, one or two on the outside starting to wear a little bit on the inside, and they're wearing mm-hmm. smooth. That's, he said, that's what throwed him for a loop. Usually, when they start mm-hmm. doing that, they'll be kind of ridges or something, but they're wearing smooth. One of them is right. wore down on the inside about four thirty seconds more than the rest of that tire. The other uh, three on the insides wore about two thirty seconds more. Mm-hmm. And they are now, at a loss at what's going on. Was the, was the worst tire wear one, did it start on the left front wheel position? I'm sorry, the cell phone cut out. Was on, it okay. was on, if you're asking which tire, it was on the right front inside. Right front That's inside right. is where it started at. Now it's on the left rear, right? Yes, sir. Left inside rear. I just took them and, and did an X with them. X. That's yeah. fine. Yep. Okay. Um, and now the ones that are on the front axle, are they starting to wear in the insides too? All of them are. All of them are. Okay. They All right. Didn't. That's, that's... They didn't at the, at the uh, 55,000 mark, only that one. Right. So I just decided to, you know, rotate them. I've got sure, 80 on sure. them now, and they're all, and they're all showing on the inside. Okay. Well, Here, so and the bearings what happened. Yeah, it's not the bearings. It's the axles. Okay. Now. Yes, sir. Um, the Kenworth truck, if you order it standard out of the factory, because they're trying to make it lighter to accommodate all the other crap everybody's putting in the truck, they will ship it with a drive axle housing that is 9.5 millimeters thick steel. The standard axle is 11 millimeters thick steel. Now you say standard. Yes. When was it standard? It was standard before 1998. 1998 before 11 millimeters. Yeah, and after 98, the standard axle became a 9.5 because they wanted to make the trucks lighter. Both of those axles are still available. But the 9.5 axle with the low rolling resistance fuel-efficient drive tires we got now, when you hit a bump in the road and the weight hits 
down on that axle, the whole axle kind of flexes, and the top of the tires move in, and the bottom of the tires move out, and then they come back in, and when they come back in, they chop the inside edge off of those drive tires. The front axle, because it wears slower, tends to show the wear faster than the rear axle, because the rear axle is wearing a little faster, and it's erasing the pattern. So it normally starts either on the inside of the right front or the inside of the left front, and then gradually goes everywhere. Because you rotate. Wow. So I'm right. not going to blame the tire for this. I see this on trucks all over. i got tons of pictures in my library of tires like this. What I blame it on is the thickness of the drive axle housing. <clears throat> now, if you went back to drive tires that were not low rolling resistance tires, the kind we had down back around 2000, 2000, you wouldn't see this tire were for almost 10 years after they changed the axle housings, they were having no problems. Yeah, it was only after we went right. to the low rolling tires we had it. Okay? So, I can either go back and buy... I'm just trying to make sure I'm understanding this, right, fellas? Mm-hmm. The only way to fix this is not to get the low rolling resistant tires, which are going to be a harder composition of a tire, but I won't get as good a fuel mileage, correct? Yes, and a stiffer casing, which yep. puts up with this more better. Yep. So, like, you go okay. to the second-tier set of tires. Well, I don't know exactly who's got those tires available anymore because they've been trying to phase them out because everybody wants to sell low-rolling resistance tires. But somebody out there has got tires that are not low-rolling resistance that will stand on that drive axle and won't do this to you. Yep. But you will sacrifice okay. a little bit of fuel economy. But my tires will last longer in the long run, so it kind of swaps yes, out. Sure. Am I am I looking? Okay, so there's nothing I can do other than uh, you know no roll, low rolling or get the heavier type axles. Is it stamped on the axle ha- a hub or something like that that I can look, or it's pretty much not standard? A, that's what it is. It's not stamped on a Dana axle, but Meritor and Detroit axles are all stamped right on top of the pumpkin housing, either nine. See it real easy. Oh, on, the, okay. on the Dana axle, you have to look up the model of the drive axles you got, and then you can look at the spec sheet, and they'll tell you how thick the housing is. So if I was to call the Kenworth shop yeah. and give them my yep. band number, they should be able to. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, and, and one other question, because the guy mm-hmm. wants me to bring it up there a week from now, dismount the tires and remount them. That's not going to solve the problem at all then. No, no, because it's not a tire problem. Okay. Would flipping them over? It'll that, buy you that, some more that time. That would just kind of delay it, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, that'll right. buy you some more time out of the tires. Yes. But then will it buy you enough time to pay for flipping them? Yeah, the labor to dismount and mount, are you going to save enough to justify that labor? That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Fellas, right. I appreciate it as always. Thank y'all so much, and I'll get out of here and continue listening. Thank y'all so much. You bet. Have a All great right. day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, common and interesting problem. Oh, we see this every day, every right. place we go. Right. Okay. The, the finding the, the little the little bitty intricate problems yep. that are hard to detect, hard to, uh, hard to root out. Those are, those, are, those are the fun ones. And then you end up having to repeat this information a thousand times. A thousand before. ain't enough. Right. <laughs> there's seven million drivers out there. Right. I don't know if there's seven. But a, there's a whole lot of drivers a out bajillion. there. you got to tell every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Half a bajillion. Okay. Um, 
We got another one at a 570 area. 570. I'm going with California. You're going with California. Yeah. Yep. I'm Get going with Pennsylvania. What? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. That's only the opposite side. I think he's in Pennsylvania. You think he's in Pennsylvania? Yes, I do. I think he tried to go south and slip below the storm as it passes through. Okay, so he's in Florida now. Uh, yes, probably. Okay. All right, let's find out. Whoops. Hello? Hello. Hello, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It is it is a lovely August night here in northeastern Pennsylvania. Oh, wait, ah, he's at home. Uh-huh. All right. Got a harvest moon out and there? Ca- uh, I don't know. I'm sitting in a covered patio. Okay. <laughs> Good and for Kevin, you. And <laughs> Kevin, how many times do I have to tell you? It's Hawaii, not California. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hawaii only has like one area code. So if I, if I don't know that one, I'm, re- I'm really missing something here. If he tries I, if to I go to the state with a lot of area codes, I'm, yeah. I'm bound to get one. <laughs> so what's up, yeah. buddy? Yeah. Uh, just a quick question on tire inflation. Mm-hmm. I, have, uh, I have a 2014 Cascadia 12,000-pound steer axle. Uh, mm-hmm. Running my steer tires at uh, 120 psi, my rims can handle 130. Uh, like I said, I run steers at 120. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from a harsher ride and a uh, slightly reduced tire life on the drives, what mm-hmm. detriment am I going to see by running the drives at 110? Okay, all right. Let, let's let's talk about what the engineer's idea is for putting inflation in a tire. The engineer is trying to get enough square inches in your footprint to carry the load appropriately and have enough footprint to provide you the traction for accelerating and braking and cornering. Now yeah, the higher the stuff. Right. Now the higher you <laughs> pressure the tire the smaller the footprint gets because the tire doesn't bulge as much on the side and it doesn't flatten out as much. That means that when you really get into braking, you'll find that it wants to chirp and chatter and and bounce down the road instead of grip and stick on the road. This is what the engineers are concerned about. Okay. Isn't that what the trailer brakes are for? Everything. Trailer. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Trailer. you, You don't use your foot brake. You just use the joystick on your steering column, right? Exactly. <laughs> I got it. Okay, I understand. All right. So, do you own the trailer? No, I do not. Oh, good. Let those tires back down to 70 PSI, which is what the engineers say is the correct inflation, and use those <laughs> brakes, and then we won't care. <laughs> okay. The other thing we have noticed is that when you really overinflate the tire, now, we have learned that between 90 and 100 PSI tends to work pretty good on drive and trailer with dual tires. When you get right. up to 110 and 120 on the front, on, on the drive and trailers, like you run on the front, your footprint has got so small that you really get severe heel and toe wear in the drive tires because there's just not enough footprint patch and it's like running on the tips of your fingers. Okay? Gotcha. I don't recommend that much pressure in the drives. I, I think between 90 and 100 tends to wear pretty good. And, and that's where I like to see a drive tire. So in other words, back the drives down to between 100 and 105. That'd be fine. Because remember, your drive tires fully loaded are only carrying 4,200 pounds of weight. 
where your steer tire is carrying 6,000 pounds of weight. Gotcha. All right. Okay, that makes it clear as mud. Very good. (laughs) Glad to help you. Let's go make mud pies. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. All right, buddy. You have a good time out there. Drink a beer for me. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. uh, All right. Bye. Yep. What's that? What's that? uh... What? Oh, Oh, I forgot the beer. The Yungling. Huh? He's drinking a Yungling. Yungling? Yeah. I have no idea what that is. Uh, That's beer. I'm not qualified. Okay. (sighs) We have got a 715 area code. Yeah, which uh, I'm pretty sure is either Minnesota or Wisconsin, but I'm going to say California. It's Wisconsin. It's yeah. a cheesehead, and they're happy right <laughs> they now. Happy. Green Bay beat Dallas. Right. Well, Aaron Rodgers did have home field advantage. He did the job. Yeah. Okay, let's see what this cheesehead has to say. All right. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Mike. How are you tonight? We're great. Yourself? Hey, we're, we're doing pretty well for the very re- the reasons you mentioned. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I uh, two two weeks ago. I hate to make you repeat information after you, you just That's mentioned okay. it a few minutes ago. It's it's all a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, about two weeks ago, you had a question, and in about three words, you knew exactly what it was. It went something like uh, outside wear on the steer tires. And I think your response was, was it a Freightliner or was it a Volvo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I was so mesmerized you know, by your ability to identify that. I forgot what your answer to, or the solution to the problem was. <laughs> you should, you same, should, as, same as the guy we talked to just a few minutes ago. What right, you got, you, Kevin? Yeah, you should, you, should, uh, you should see him play Name That Tune. Oh, yeah. One note. <laughs> <laughs> Name that tune in one note. <laughs> okay. It was pretty close. <laughs> yes. Um, we, since 2000, we have progressively had a bigger and bigger problem with the outside shoulder of the right front tire. It started with Volvos and moved into Freightliners about 07, 08, maybe 09. It moved into some of the other brands after that. And it is because they set the trucks up to turn sharper. And as they okay. turn sharper to the right, the right front tire leans up on its outside shoulder. The steering arm and the tie rod get in line with each other. And then the tie rod end joint wiggles back and forth like a double-jointed elbow. And that right front tire wiggles and cups itself. Okay. The left front tire, when you turn left, suffers the same problems, except that the steering gearbox is over there and won't let it wiggle. Right. So we only have the problem with the right front. That's correct, yep. So the solution is to adjust either the steering gearbox stops or the stops on the axle, to prevent the wheel going more than two turns of the steering arm to the right. And with the gear ratios and the length of steering arms we have in the trucks today, it looks like you can judge it from that. If it goes more than two turns, you're going to have the problem. If it goes less than two turns, you won't. All right. I followed you right up to that point. Um, so you need to adjust the steering stops on the right-hand side, correct? Correct. Correct. And, and if I remember correctly, you got to take the, the entire front axle off the ground, turn it all the way to the right, and then you adjust back, back it up so that you're only two turns yeah, from straight the, ahead. Because you turn it all the okay. way to the right, and the steering stop does me. Yeah. So you okay. you break okay. the lock that to break the right. the lock that, yeah break the lock that loose on the steering on the on the adjustment bolt. 
before you even turn anything. Okay. Then you turn the steering wheel until you're about two turns to the right with the engine off. And then you go underneath the truck and you adjust that bolt out so it's touching the axle. And then set the lock on it. And you're all done. That sounds easy enough. It is pretty easy. All right. It is. I will... uh... I will do that, and uh, hopefully uh, I won't have to bother you with that situation ever again. I'll let somebody <laughs> oh, we, else do it. <laughs> yeah, well, after 95 episodes, we were, we were repeating the same advice we gave in the 30th episode, but it's okay. It keeps us on the air and keeps us away from the wife, so we're happy. Right. <laughs> we should all just go back and, and listen to all the episodes on, uh, on podcast. Stream them. Right? Yes, right. you can stream them. There's all kinds of them there. All righty. It's free. Right. You have a great day. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. You know, speaking of things that we have not said in 95 episodes, I think there is something. If what you, if you, uh, if you got our advice and you liked it. Yeah. And it did something good for you. Yeah. If you could go on to Google, say, mm-hmm. or any of these review sites mm-hmm. and find MD alignment. Like in the case of Google, you got to go to 4431 East 50th Street in Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. You find us, mm-hmm. and you give us a good review. That'd be nice. Yeah, a review there or on our Facebook or page. On our Facebook we page. have the MD Alignment Service Facebook page. Right. We would like some decent reviews. That that I makes guess. us happy. Right. It's the only pay we get. Right. It turns out there's a, on Google right now at this moment on uh, whatever the date is, the seventh, eighth yeah. of October. Yeah. There's only ever been two people that have reviewed us. We don't know who they are. Yeah. And they left bad reviews. And they left bad reviews? They left bad reviews. Is that right? There's only two people on Google that have left reviews, and they were both bad. I must have pissed somebody Which, off. It's, it's crazy because uh, we don't actually do alignments here. So the more I thought about it, I was like, well, then anybody who has any connection to us that was happy with what we did for them, you know, they should, they should find us on Google. And, you know, okay. You I'll agree with that. Do. do we pay them to do that? No, we don't. No, we don't pay. Okay. All right. So forget <laughs> about it, guys. You're not getting the check. <laughs> All right, we'll pay. We'll pay them. We'll we'll give you one free question the next time you call. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How can we do free questions? <laughs> we gotta come on. How are we gonna make money off of this? Yeah, we gotta. All right. Five zero two area code. Five zero two. Five zero two. Five zero two. Five zero two. Think about it real hard. California. <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> and he's in Kentucky. We've already had a call from Kentucky. Well, but he wasn't a Kentucky guy. And he was crossing out into Illinois. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so, it real, so, so if you're in Kentucky, it's okay that you're calling. He was a maverick. You have not. You have Let's not talk to quoted. this guy. All right. Hello, Hello Kentucky. Kentucky. Hey, guys. How's this going? I am in Kentucky tonight. He is home. All right. Very good. And how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good because I'm home, but I'm having a problem when I'm out in the truck. Uh, I've got a vibration in the rear end that's causing the lower shock mounting brackets to break on a 2013 Columbia. Okay. All right. Um, the vibration. I assume that you can feel it in your seat and feet. Is that correct? The whole truck, yes, in gear yeah. and uh, out of gear. Coaster. Okay. And what speed does it come in at? It, uh, it's kind of constant. You just you start to fill it as you get faster, but you never drive through it. And it starts as low as 20 miles an hour? I would say so, yes. Boy, this is a bad problem. 
Well, I, we, I, took it, I took it into chat at MD Alignment, so we know we've got yeah. an alignment. Correct. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I've, I've gone through the back end. I thought, well, wheels and tires, because it feels like a rotational thing. So I swapped it out to super singles, uh, pulled the hub no. off at the same time. That didn't no help. No difference. No, it's uh, a bearing, gear problem. Bearings have, you think it's, it's a, a gear, gear problem? problem. I, yeah. Okay, so there, there's no metal on the magnetic drain or the magnetic plugs on the differential. Yeah. But something back there, because it it doesn't come in at a certain speed range. Now, if it's the driveline angles that are wrong, it tends to come in up around 40 or 45 miles an hour. Okay? But if it okay. starts instantly the minute you start rolling and it and you cannot drive through it, then it's not speed sensitive. It's not a gear. It's not an RPM. A, a vibration, especially from the wheel end, doesn't occur until it develops enough, enough force to actually lift the vehicle. Yeah, usually so even that's... an out-of-round tire doesn't yeah. lift the vehicle until around 20, 30 miles an hour. Well, a little higher than that. It'll yeah. get enough oomph to start picking up and give you some enough. shake. And, and you change tires and you change rims and you change bearings. It, it tells me there's something going on in the gears. Okay. How long so, has it been doing this? Uh, I purchased it about 50,000 miles ago. It's one of those Schneider gliders, and they had apparently broken one of them, uh, one of the lower shock mounting brackets as well, because they had welded it and tucked it back under the leaf spring, and that broke in June. I replaced that uh-huh. one in June, and they both broke on the right-hand side this past week. I, again, okay, so maybe more of an engine issue. No, no, wait a minute. Is it, is it, are all of the breakages occurring on one axle as opposed to the other axle? There, no, it occurred on the second and third axle, both drive axles, but only okay. on the right side. Oh, boy, this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good bun. Well, I what mean, I've, brand... I've really been chasing it down. <laughs> I, hate, these... I hate to say it's a good one. I mean, well, it's a good one for a good challenge. Is us. this a Detroit axles or Meritor axles? These are the Meritor, and I don't know exactly what they are because they're gliders. So, I mean, I could get the tags off them and clean them up, but they're the 2.64 mm-hmm. direct drive Meritors that Schneider would have used. Schneider built the glider kit. Uh, Clark Diesel built it for Schneider, yes. Clark Diesel built it, okay. And, and they don't know anything about it. <laughs> no, they would just assemble it. Have you had anybody check your driveline angles? <clears throat> no, I uh, talked to them about that at Freightliner, and they seemed to think it was going to take about seven or eight hours when I talked to them uh, when I picked up these new lower shock mounting brackets. So I kind of wanted to call and make sure that that would be something worth checking. Would you like to check the driveline angles yourself for about $30? Sure. You need to go to Lowe's or Home Depot and buy yourself a six-inch long digital level. His phone's a digital level. Nah, you need the hold button. The phone doesn't have the hold button on it. Okay. So you get this little six-inch long digital level, and you put it on top of the frame above the differential, and it'll give you an angle, and then it has an alternate zero button. You push the alternate zero button, so you're zeroed to the frame. Okay? 
Okay. Then you take the digital level and you set it straight down on the square differential housing right by the leash springs. And you let it sit there for a couple of seconds to get a reading. And there is a hold button on that. And you push the hold button and you pick it up and you can read what the angle is on the diff. Okay? Okay. Now, the rear diff should have about 13 degrees on it. The front diff should have about three degrees on it. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna now. I'm I'm just gonna say that your phone could probably get those differences. Yeah, but you can't stick your head down and read it because you can't push the hold button on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd, okay. I'd rather get a lo- longer level anyway, so I can get the That's degrees a little more accurate. And you and and you don't have the buttons on the side of this stupid thing because the level is smooth surface and stuff like that. Yeah, but I, I was just thinking if you want to know if there's a ten degree difference between those two differentials, you could find. Yeah, there should there. be about a ten degree difference between them. Okay. Yeah. So, so right. where are we setting the level on the differentials to check that? The, the, where the leaf spring bolts to the diff housing, there's a square surface right there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Square. You set it on that square surface. Okay. Okay. And the difference between a zeroed frame and the diff housing is the pinion angle of that diff. Yep. Gotcha. Okay? And the traditional setups, in general, you're going to have three degrees in the front, you're going to have 13 in the back. You may have two in the front and 12 in the back. That's still close. Okay? Right. Okay. If those are good... Then you start moving forward and you can zero it on the diff housing and put it on the next drive shaft. And the difference between those two is the working angle of the universal. You can zero it on the next drive shaft, put it on the next one. You're getting the reading of that. I don't know why they tell you it takes seven hours to read this. I've read them in five minutes. You know, bink, 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 bink. That's, that's all my readings. Okay. Well, they get paid $100 an hour. So that's why. Well, there you go. Okay. All right. That's one reason. It's not hard to get diff angles and driveline angles. With the digital level that we have today, yep. it's simple. Okay? Okay. And then if you get the readings and you're not sure about it and you want to get a hold of me, give us a call or send me a text message or email me, and we'll be glad to talk to you about it some more. This is really out of our field, but I'm intrigued. Right. I'm, I'm curious why this is going on. I am, too. Do you think there would be any advantage? Uh, when I talked to Chad about the vibration still being there, he said maybe I should take it off and get it spun balanced on a lathe. But uh, I was wondering if I used an in-dowel indicator and jacked it up and just had to help her spin the rear tire, if uh, the in-dowel indicator would tell me anything on the drive shaft. I'd, I'd be... Yeah, you can read the drive, but we're we're going way overboard yet. Let's let's take the small steps first, okay? Okay. I don't like to spend a lot of money if I can I can figure it out on the cheap. And because you're busting the shock brackets on the axles, and you are not damaging things further up, I'm not At 50,000 miles, this could be, and I'm, I'm getting off on uh, out of my field here now, you could have two different gear ratios in the differentials. Yeah. Somebody could have done an oops when he dropped the drop-ins in. Yeah, okay, something. so I probably, probably need to look at those tags on the uh, front gear sets and make sure that they're both 264s. Correct. 
and okay. check your drive can... and check your diff angles, and then then let's back up and, and evaluate what we got. Okay. Okay, and and is there any way? Uh, I know that the the two gears, the two differentials, have to be in sequence. So I'm not sure what they call that. Is there any way to check and make sure they're where they need to be, the proper position, in relative to each other? Well, th- that has to do with centering the axles laterally side to side to make sure they're centered under the frame. You can do that with a tape measure. They should be within a quarter inch if you measure from the frame to the outside of the drive tire on one side of the axle and from the frame to the outside of the drive tire on the other side. Those two measurements should match within a quarter. And then the pinion angles need to be right. Now, how far, how far, this is a question I've never really heard. I mean, I know when it's more than a quarter of an inch off, especially when it's uh, uh, as much as an inch off, we look at that and we say that it's bound up. It needs to be set correctly, and that's probably going to change thrust angle too. But how far off would the off center have to be before it would cause a real problem? Uh, normally an inch, yeah. and if this has been through Chad's shop, he's already checked. He's this. already checked all this. So I'm not worried about that, but that's how you would check it. But as far as timing them, you don't time one diff to the other. The universal joints between the axles have to be timed. So you're driving your, timing your drive shafts, not the dips. Okay, so just as long as the yokes match up properly, then it's right? Yeah, either they're supposed to be matched or they're not supposed to match, and I'm not a driveline guy, so I can't tell you that answer. I got you. Well, I thought I'd bother you and see if you guys knew anything, because I'm, uh, I'm pulling out hair and trying I understand. to deal with this thing. <laughs> I understand. Okay. Now, you, you can find an email contact information on our website at mdaligned.com, and it'll go to John, but that's okay. Text in and say you saw us on and you and you did this, and you did that, and then we'll work out a communication from there, okay? All right. Now, I did okay. find a Sounds quick good. workaround. Just a mention, I did find a quick workaround on this. If you want to use your phone, if you want to set it down, you want to, uh, uh, you can't, you don't use the hold feature because there's no hold feature, but you can take a picture, a picture of your screen, a screenshot when it's sitting on the, on the diff housing yeah. and you can then lift it up and see what the, the measurement is. Okay. By whatever. comparing those, you can figure out what your diff angles are. All right. Another option. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Sounds good. I appreciate the help guys. You bet you bet. Right. Bye-bye. Yep. All right. All right. Well, that's uh, about four to five minutes down. And we've got one more question. One more question. So this could be a short night. But I guess that depends on the length of the question. That's true. 256. It wasn't that. It's Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. We've already gotten our call. Is this the same guy? No. You sure? Because it doesn't say Alabama. But he might have hung up and called back. Uh, It would have told me if it. He did? Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's All find right. out. This is Alabama. Hello, Alabama. Are you sneaking back on us? I am sneaking back, fellas. I want cool. to know how do I get my free cap and T-shirt. Your free cap and T-shirt. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Don't hang the phone up, guys. Hey, I listen, love it. Seriously. <laughs> uh, all joking aside. I jumped uh-huh. off right quick and called the Kenworth shop uh, that I know. Mm-hmm. I know the guys there and stuff. And yeah. they were asking me, you know, because I gave them my VIN number, and they said it's a Dana Spicer, but yep. they're wanting to know what they're looking for on the, the on the spec sheet. The housing thickness. Okay, that's what I told them. They said there's got to be something else. And you said it would – I'm stopped now writing this down. Well, so hold on, hold it on. It will either be – we got some Dana text. Okay, I'm I'm looking at a at a page 
that I got out of the equipment specs from uh, uh, from Fleet Owner magazine in 2015, and it shows the Meritor axles, and it shows a Meritor axle, and it shows a Detroit axle, and here it shows a Dane axle. Okay, and this this yes. chart identifies the product as a Pro 40 or an Adventex 40 or a standard tandem or high-performance 40 or high-performance 44. And then it goes across and gives the axle model number and the ratings and the ratios and the axle shaft. And when you get over here about eight columns, it says, it says wall thickness of spring seat in inches and millimeters. And there's a column that gives you 9.5 or 11 or 12.7 or whatever it is. Yes, sir. And that's what that's the column you want to get the reading out of. So wall thickness at spring saddle. At, at spring seat, yep. Yeah. Spring seat. Wall thickness at spring seat for a Dana Correct. Spicer axle. Correct. That sounds that's like what a winner. We, so that's I'll just what we tell them to keep, keep going. Yeah, it's Keep in the axle man. housing column, and it and it gives you what the thickness of the wall of the wall is. Okay. Sounds like a winner, fellas. Thank y'all so much. You bet you, bud. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Okay, folks. This has been real and this has been fun. But you got to get up at four in the morning. I do have to get up at four in the morning to catch my airplane at six o'clock. We yeah. have got about ten or twelve minutes left. If somebody had a question and or a comment and they were nervous. afraid to make it, they weren't they, sure if they could they ask. See, somebody did because it one. was either that or they're going to listen to me sing. No, no, there no, will be no singing. No singing, please. Right. So this is seven one seven, which I'm going to bet is California, Pennsylvania. And this guy is also <laughs> sitting on his covered deck. Yeah, well, you know, I hope he's not in Pennsylvania because we've already got our quota of Pennsylvania. That's people. true. All right, let's so find out where he's at. You're, you're not you're not in the state. Hello, Pennsylvania. How you doing, guys? We're having fun. You? Well, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm sort of in northeast Pennsylvania too, and I think it's a little muddy muggy for October, but you know. <laughs> muggy for October. <laughs> you like it crisp and cool? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And I can't believe you've never heard of Yingling. Yingling, yeah. Kevin has. I'm not a beer, it, beer drinker. No, he doesn't. I gave up drinking when I found out I could freeze it and eat it. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so what's up? I got. I got a real doozy for you. Okay. I, this this will probably take the rest of the show. I was wondering if you could walk me through the various Packard. <laughs> rear suspensions and the pros and cons and what you want and what you don't want. Oh, that won't take long. Okay. Okay. Packard suspensions. I'm not talking about anything you can buy in a Packard truck, but the Packard proprietary suspensions. Two of them? No, there's there's more than two. There's the eight-bag series out of Kenworth, which was the 100, the 200, and the 400. Okay. Um, we still really don't like the 400. Well, the 400 is okay. The 200 really sucked. Yeah. The problem with the 800 or the 400 is that it is a rough ride. It's a rough ride. There's That's no the leash problem. springs, and the track arm bars that go from the diff housing to the frame cause it to jolt every time you hit a bump in the road. Right. 
And there's the flex air. There is the flex air, which curves around and the thing bolts to the bottom of the suspension, and the U-bolts right. tend to get loose. And there's too many moving it's parts very, there. It's very, it's very cushy. It's really kind of a yeah, it's a soft ride, it. but it's hard to hold in alignment. Right. Really like that. Uh, the, the low air leaf. Low air leaf. It's a simple, yeah. obvious, normal suspension. Yeah. Big bolts and simple to work on, uh, durable, yep. decent ride. Uh, easy to align. So today I would ask for the low air leaf, yep. but there is still the track air. The track air is still available. It's it's like the old style air leaf suspension on a Peterbilt, but instead of bolting the leaf spring with two bolts, underneath the leaf spring is a tracking bar that bolts it on. Hmm. The problem with that suspension is that the leaf spring not being attached, when you step on the throttle of the brakes, it clacks up and down and, and it beats and makes noise. Okay. It's easy suspension. Yeah, so the, it's okay. The current production low air leaf, if I was going to buy a Packard product, that's what I'd have on it. Yep. Now, okay. Now, the low air leaf and the track air, is that Peterbilt only? No, they're available on both products. Okay. Now, what if what if you were looking for some sort of e-log dodging relic from, like, 95 to 99? Hmm. I would <laughs> I would buy the air leaf suspension on a Peterbilt. At that time it was not available on a Kenworth. Right. Okay. In that time so frame you'd have to go ahead. Oh yeah, so with a Kenworth you'd be stuck with Flex Air an eight or an eight bag. Eight bag. I don't think no, the Flex, Flex Air was, was available, available in that two thousand four. Yeah, you had to go up to two five before Kenworth had the Flex Air. Right. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. all the Kenworths were eight bags back then. And between 95 and 2000, the suspension was the 100 yeah, for the Kenworth. the 100. And, and, and what we used to do way back when, we would have older Pete's and Kenworths, and they would have the four-spring suspensions. And we would go to the junkyard, and we would buy a wrecked truck that was wrecked in the front. And we cut the back-end clip off that had the suspension we wanted, the air ride suspension. And we go home and cut the truck in half and weld the thing together, and, and we had an air ride suspension. So you can morph right. it around and make it anything you wanted. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. All right. Not a problem, bud. You have yourself a good day. Yep. And enjoy the yingling. <laughs> the yingling. <laughs> it's Y U E N. We got two oh, more people that are yeah. going to want to ask a question. First is from six three zero, and that's California, Illinois. Illinois. He's still in Illinois, uh, especially if he's driving north and south. Correct. Right. Let's try Illinois. It's a long right. run from Wisconsin Hello, down to Kentucky. Illinois. Hello, Illinois. Oh, yeah, I'm still in Illinois. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's up? Well, I have I have a brand new trailer I bought, and I got a wide base singles on it and I was just wondering if the Michelin X line what mm-hmm. would you put the tire pressure because I got automatic errors on them what would you run the tire pressure at 120 yeah uh, 120 probably going to turn up my governor on my air compressors or to get a little <laughs> higher then what have you got in them now uh Right now, uh, I, I turned up the far as I can get. It's probably about 117 because my air compressor kicks in, kicks off at 120. 
Well, 117 would be okay. Now, these are, what, 445s? 445s. Well, according to the chart, you or is it spread axle or close set? Close set. Well, according to the chart I'm looking at here, about 95 pounds is the recommended inflation. And we always recommend higher. And I recommend more than that. So if you're running 115, 117, I'd, I'd say, okay, let it run. Because uh, I got a lift axle on one, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just drive a just drive a uh, couple miles an hour slower than usual. Right. What uh, what kind of wear <laughs> are you seeing so far? None. 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 Okay. okay. Then you're doing great. Okay. How many miles <laughs> run them? Uh, thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. Ah. Do you have any? Are you tread depthing your tires? across the tire to make sure how it's wearing? Uh, I just started uh, last week. I started, and they're pretty, pretty even all the way across. I don't see really any difference between the inside or outside. And no difference from one axle to the other? Nope, not really. Okay, good. That's the way I would be monitoring it. Uh, when you okay. see more than a 30-second-inch difference. Then I'm starting to pay attention because we're starting to get a visible wear. Yeah, from one side of the tire to the other. Right. What speeds do you run at? Uh, between 58 and 63. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a good, good speed range for a wide base tire. You go much faster than that, centrifugal force will stretch the middle up, and you'll take both shoulders off. Yep. Yeah, I might go faster down the hill <laughs> because of the <laughs> well, but, uh Yeah. <laughs> but... But driving, I you know I'm all for fuel mileage. So that's you know right. the trailer, the tire, and everything just for fuel mileage. Well, I would be careful going downhill because if you go too fast downhill, you can start a pattern, and then on the flat hard. ground, it'll just eat itself off. Right. So only accept routes on flat land. Right. Or uphill. Uh, or uphill. No no, no, no downhill no, routes. No. You, can, you can drive on flat land. You can go uphill, but you can't go down. No downhill. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hate to be riding the brakes going down the hill. Oh wow, well, that's what you got a Jake brake for. <laughs> well, that's what the yeah. truck in front of you is for. <laughs> All right, buddy. You have All a right. good day. Thanks, right. gentlemen. You have right. a great night. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Well, All we right. got two more, and we got four minutes. We got five four minutes. minutes. Let's try and get through it. This five one five. I know where that is. I think I know it's California. Uh, it's Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> it's Central, Central Iowa. Iowa. And he's still here. Yeah. Well, hello, Iowa. It's a beautiful day. Hello, Iowa. Uh, Nick, hello. Uh, that's right. It's Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> Good. That's where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a question, uh, gentlemen. Uh, I swapped tires uh, from 22.5 to 24s. Yeah, uh, sure. 22.5 low bros to 24. So um, my speed... Uh, kind of changed. Yes. Uh, yeah. In the past, it used to be my speedometer was off like three miles an hour compared to my GPS. Yes. And uh, when I switched to the 24s, now I'm running the same exact speed as the GPS, you know. Uh, but yes. also my RPMs dropped. So I was yes. wondering uh, how does that affect uh, the switching from 24s? 
uh, from 22s to 24s. And does it have any effect on, on fuel mileage? I have no idea what it does to fuel mileage because we don't deal with that. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But but the tires, a low pro 22.5 tire rotates yeah. 525 times a mile. Yeah. Okay. A low pro 24.5 tire rotates 500 times a mile. Okay. So you've changed 25 rotations per mile in the same by changing the tires. Right, but change them, and this is because of the uh-huh. size of the rim. Now, okay. is the dif- uh-huh. is the distance between the rim and the and the tread is did that change? Yeah, about an inch. About an inch. Is it an inch shorter or an inch taller? Well, the twenty four five is taller. It's taller. Okay. The twenty two uh-huh. five is shorter. All right. So the shorter okay. tire has to turn more times per mile. Right. Right. Okay. Well, and and that will change your RPMs and it'll change your registration yeah. on your speedometer. Yeah, I and I I, I don't. I don't know if uh, this is true. You've talked to more tire engineers actually than I have, but I suspect the fact that there is more sidewall on the 24.5 tire means that there will probably be a small uh, decrease. No, there is no more sidewall. You have a bigger rim. But I was asking about the distance between the rim and the tread. No, I'm talking about the overall height of the assembly. Okay, okay so, the, so as long as there's no difference between the rim and the tread, between mm-hmm. the 22.5 and the 24.5, there should be no change in uh, fuel mileage. I have no idea. It's just, a, it would not, it does not seem like there's. But he's turning there. less revolutions per mile at the yeah. same speed, so he might get some savings in fuel Maybe. there. But I have no idea. We don't deal right. with that. Okay? Yep. Yeah. That's where we're uh-huh. at. Yeah. yeah uh, what I thought is, you know, uh, I, I do the same routes. I drive at 62 miles an hour normally. Uh huh. So I mm-hmm. thought because of my RPMs drop, uh, I'm, I, 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 but I gained a little bit of fuel mileage. You know, I can't exactly say how much, but it, it seems like I'm uh, getting a bit more. You know, so I was wondering, uh, should I, if I made the right, you know, decision? I mean, or or, or by switching to the 24s, you know, from 225s. Uh. From my point of view, all I worry about is tire wear and handling. And oh, and okay. I in all the years I've done this, I have never seen enough difference in the tire wear or handling between a low pro twenty two and a low pro twenty four to make any difference at all. So I really don't care. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, got it. Yep. Got it. Yep. Okay. Good. You have yourself yep. a great day. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. All right. Yep. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, we got one more question. It's a 403. 403. Who's going to be the last guy? It's California. Uh, no, it's Alberta. Alberta. This guy's from Canada. Okay. Where you stutter because you're cold. <laughs> it's already winter. Hello, Canada. Hello. How you Hello, doing? Uh, Are you having good. fun? I was, good. Yeah, actually, uh, it's the first time I've listened. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. That guy with the vibration on his shocks there, would he not yeah. be wise to pull, drop his short shaft and lock his differential in and just take the truck out? That and would see be if he gets a vibration off that front. Yeah. Yes, that would be another step that I would do. The just to isolate yeah. if it's a front diff or the back diff, you know. Correct. Correct. And he already said that he has the vibration, whether he's coasting or driving. Okay, so that takes those out. So after, if, if you've got the two angles, different differentials, 
Right. Yeah. Like you said, you, he might have two dips. The torque yes. wouldn't be on. If he dropped his short shaft, he wouldn't have yeah, the would torque take it on one of on the back. And if the if there's no vibration, then you know that you got your. It would isolate to the back end. You're absolutely correct. Well, you know, what it would isolate to is that the back end and the front end aren't the same. Right. It doesn't tell you which one's wrong. Exactly. Yes, but yeah, you're absolutely at, correct. At that point, go to your. Yeah, and then go to what you guys said is check your numbers and then you have a choice. Pick whatever diff yep. you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. I agree. You are absolutely correct. That is one of the steps we would take. Yep. And and it's I'm, you know, it's not that much money, you know, to drop your short no. shaft and Oh, he can do that himself. Go from there, but right. Yeah. It's a really interesting problem he's got. I was listening going, "Wow." That, mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely different breaking shock brackets, you know. Yes, it is. And breaking the shock bracket tells me the axle is jumping up and down. That's how you break a shock bracket. And in order to get that much movement, we've got to have a lot of energy. Yeah. What about his torque rod off off his, uh, from the frame to the diff? Oh, that'll just pivot. That'll pivot out of the way. He may be knocking the bushings out. Yeah. He'll replace bushings quickly. Yeah, like if the bushings are out of it. I mean, it could be a combination of everything, sure. Right, right. I appreciate the information, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and, and really interesting listening to you guys. It's it's the first time I've uh, listened to a podcast, so very good. Okay. Really. Now, you know you can stream all of these. You don't have to wait until we're broadcasting on Sunday nights. Right, like they're on iTunes or um, whatever. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, search your podcast provider for the Rolling Toe Show or yeah. MD Alignment or Mike or Kevin Beckett, and there's like 95 episodes out there. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Well, yeah, there's plenty to listen to. Information. Not a problem, yeah, buddy. You have yourself a great day. Next week. <laughs> and stay out of the you snow bet, in Alberta. All right. Yeah, it's, it's cold here. It's not snowing yet. Bye now. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, bye. Okay, folks, it's been fun and it's been real. We managed to get through an hour of this without anybody really getting mad at us. We thank you for your time and we will see you next Sunday night. Bye. Thanks for calling. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.